Blog Talk Radio. Do you fear what you'll be facing when you wake up in the morning? Is life simply causing you to question its essence? If so, you're in the right place. Welcome to Spirited Daydreams, the show featuring lightworker and psychic medium Carla Shields, where the answers to some of life's, and yes, the afterlife's most thought-provoking and compelling questions are thought. Spirited, as Carla is known as by many, brings her inspiring, passionate, and powerful spiritual teachings to the Internet. So, let's take a moment to welcome the host of the show, your spiritual healer, Carla Shields. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show on Groundhog Day, a celebration. And I don't know where you are in the world today, but here in New England, where we are, a lot of people might not be feeling like celebrating because we have yet another major snowstorm. Just last week, we had two to three feet, and we're having a blessed event again today. Um, And and a good portion of uh, the North America continent was hit with this as well, so from, from Chicago out. So there are a lot of people that might not feel like celebrating, unless maybe they are plowing the roads for a little extra money. However, actually it works out pretty well time-wise, and we'll look into why. For many of you in other parts of the world, groundhogs, also known as woodchucks and whistle pigs because of the whistling sound they make, are found mainly apparently in the eastern and central North America and Canada sections of the world. You know, personally, I've always been fascinated by the woodchuck, and I I do refer to them as woodchucks. And that's because the very first song I ever learned to play on the piano was actually about woodchucks. And I'd sing it to you, but you probably wouldn't want to hear it. I was five years old, and that's an age where you don't forget those things. It was just so special to play my very first song and know it by heart, and it had words and and anyway, the Groundhogs Day has always been very special to me because of that. Funny but true. Um, so a little overview about Groundhog Day, and some of you may already know what, you know, some of the things that have happened today in Atlanta, Georgia. General Bo Lee, who was first featured on Animal Planet in 2004, predicted an early spring for the southern states, and he lives on a beautiful 24-acre animal preserve in Atlanta, Georgia. In Ontario, Canada, Weart and Willie predicted an early spring. And in Sun Prairie, Wisconsin, Jimmy the Groundhog also predicted an early spring. Well, Punxsutawney Phil predicted six more weeks of winter, apparently. And in Raleigh, North Carolina, Sir Walter Wally, excuse me, of the North Carolina Museum of Natural Sciences also predicted six more weeks of winter. Nova Scotia Sam, six more weeks of winter. And Birmingham, Alabama Zoo, Birmingham Bill, six more weeks of winter. And you know, 
There's probably many I missed, but those are the ones that I actually um, was able to find out info on today as far as where we stand. So we have, what, three early springs out of that list and four winter. Well, let's look into a little history about it and how, you know, does Groundhog Day have anything to do with spirituality? Yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting. It really does. Many pagans today still celebrate traditions that are originally from the Celts from the 5th century. And in fact, most of us unknowingly still celebrate some of those traditions in maybe a modified form, maybe not the way um, a a traditionalist type of pagan individual would. However, you know, the Celtic priests, as they were called Druids, and they were known to be the link between the other side and our world. And they were thought to have many gifts uh, amongst those, especially to predict, predict what would happen by interpreting nature. Most people think it was through the trees, and yes, they, they definitely um, were connected with how the trees responded and could, felt they could communicate with the trees. Uh, they also had the ability to interpret animals and believe that animals have the ability to determine if it was safe to be outside or not. And at um, this time of year, if they saw their shadow and the animals went back inside for four to six weeks, uh, that was where Groundhog Day originally came about in the 5th century. So the main center of the Druids back then was in Britain. And I'm not sure I'm going to say this correctly. I believe it's Anglesey in Wales. So just a little info. Information. I, I thought that was fascinating. There are four main festivals of the Celtic year. There are apparently eight total. Um, but there are four main, and the first one is actually today. Um, it, back in the day, when they first originated, uh, the, the um, celebrations, the day actually would begin at sundown. Our, the way we look at it is our day begins at one minute after midnight in terms of switching the calendar day. So today, being Monday, would have started at 12.01 a.m., right? Back then, it would have been whenever sunset was. So these days, about maybe 5 p.m., at least where I'm sitting. (laughs) So Monday would have started, and and actually right now, we'd already be into Tuesday. So, So, but let's get back to our regular calendar so I don't get lost and confuse you even more. The first main festival that we're celebrating today was known the 1st of February, which would have been last night into today, the Imbolc, I-M-B-O-L-C, and it's halfway through winter. It was a fire festival meant to keep hope alive during the long winter. And that's really why I wanted to have this show, because winter can seem so long and drawn out for those of us that don't live in warm and sunny climates. And it, it can be hard when the days are short and the skies are gray all the time. And if you're not an average skier or a snowmobiler or, or something to do with the outdoors that you enjoy, it can seem a little depressing. So I thought bringing some of these traditions into play and, and learning about where they interrelate with our spirituality might be, might be helpful, might be a little fun. So they also celebrated... Um, the Imbolc goes all the way back to ancient Egyptians and Babylonians. Amazing. I'm sorry, Babylonians. Um, the Celtic goddess St. Bridget, 
an Irish goddess, um, was very much and still is uh, revered and celebrated by many today. People still go to her sacred well or tree at Kildare Island, asking for help with conception, birth, healing, and much, much more. You know, ravens were first seen in February by the Celtic people because that's when they made their early nests. Many ceremonies are still performed today as purification to prepare for spring. And many of the sacred wells in Europe, particularly in Great Britain, are places of people seeking healing. Some of them are on private property, I understand, but, you know, most people know where they are. And and they are very well visited and traveled. And uh, there is quite a bit of information out there, if you're in the mind to look that up. Today, we have a custom of wishing wells, which I did not know went all the way back to this custom. Um, The little wishing wells where you toss a penny in and make a wish, and almost everybody has seen these in maybe a mall or a park or something. It actually goes back to to the 5th century, to the Imbolc Festival that we celebrate today in our way, unknowingly, as Groundhog Day. I do have some other information on some of the other holidays, but I'm going to go into that if we have time later because I really want to touch on the continuation here. So when we move forward from the 5th century, from this in pre-Christian times, the midpoint between winter and spring was known as the Feast of Lights. And that most of us today, at least when I first heard that term, I thought of Christmas because I, I'm always seeing Festival of Lights, Festival of Lights. But in fact, it was uh, at that time, back in pre-Christian times, it was now that was the Feast of Lights with it celebrate the increase in the strength of the sun as winter gave way to spring. In other words, and I do it every year, I, I don't know why, I just do, as soon as we get to about December 6th, at the end of the Christian Christmas holiday, I look at that newspaper every day, and it gets a minute longer and a minute longer. And I know by the end of January, instead of the sun setting at 4.30, it's going to be setting at 5. And in the morning when I wake up, it won't be dark anymore because the sun technically has risen before 7 o'clock. So we've got an extra hour of daylight between the beginning of January and now. Isn't that something to celebrate? I think it is. I think it's terrific. So you got to celebrate the little things, don't you? And so at that point in time, going back in the lineage, I'm no historian, I do have some notes, I would never remember all of this. It was known as Candlemas Day. People believed Candlemas Day predicted the weather for the rest of the winter. There was an English song, I don't know the tune, I'll just read the words, that said, if Candlemas be fair and bright, come winter, have another flight. If Candlemas brings cloud and rain, go winter and not come again. So by my interpretation of that song, I'm not having rain where I am. I'm having snow, but out on the coast they're having rain. So I figure if we go by this Candlemas Day song and the Candlemas original tradition, then we're all set. After this is done, it's going to warm up. I'm not saying that I believe that. I'm just saying that that's how the tradition would go. The Scottish also celebrate Candlemas Day, and they had a little saying, if Candlemas Day is bright and clear, there'll be two winters in the year. Very similar to Groundhog Day, isn't it? 
the Roman legions celebrated Candlemas Day during the conquest of the north. And actually, it's said that they brought it um, into the German peoples. And uh, the German peoples brought our... Oh, dear. Hello? Hello? I am so sorry about that. That is so odd. I lost my connection, and I know from hearing other good friends that do these shows that these things happen. I hope you bared with me and you're still there. Um, here we are. At any rate, I was saying the Scottish celebrated as well. The Roman legions um, actually brought, celebrated Candlemas Day and brought it uh, north to the German peoples during the conquest of the north, it's believed. American farmers had a proverb in the 19th century, in the 1800s that would be, and it was, a farmer should on Candlemas Day have half his corn and half his whey. Half his hay, I'm sorry, well, half his whey is nice too, but half his hay, because you're halfway through the winter, right? German proverb, for Groundhog Day as we know it, the badger peeps out of his hole on Candlemas Day, and if he finds snow, walks abroad. But if he sees the sun shining, he drives back into his hole. So, Candlemas Day, the February 2nd, of course, was the day when all the candles used in church were brought into church and a blessing was said over them. This was very, very important back in the day because, remember, there were no gas lights. There was no electricity. There was no other way uh, for people to have light aside from candles or a fire. And they would bring the candles into church and a blessing would be said over them. Candles were also still are very important to us, aren't they? But they were very important because they were thought to give protection against illness and famine. And for Christian people, it was and still is to help remind Christians that Jesus was the light of the world. Romans had a custom of lighting candles to scare away the evil spirits in the wintertime. And I like this one. I think this is great. In Scotland, children brought candles to, to school to have Candlemas King and Candlemas Queen, respectively, and they ruled for six weeks. Now, they had the power to make one afternoon a week a playtime, and I'm not sure, it, you, I guess you'd have to really get along with this person because they had the power to let anyone they wanted off of punishment. So if you were in trouble and you were in with the Candlemas King or the Candlemas Queen, you were all set. <laughs> Isn't that great? So, and this was quite a while ago. I don't know if they still do that, but fascinating. Candlemas Day is also known, in, and many people may be familiar with, the presentation of Christ in the temple, where 40 days after the birth of a Jewish boy, it was custom to take him to the temple in Jerusalem to be presented to God by his thankful parents. Um, today, many people do baptism. But you know, there is a connection there, isn't there? It's interesting. There's the purification of the Blessed Virgin Mary, commemorating the ritual of purification 40 days after the birth of her son Jesus as well. And that is still celebrated um, as well, to some extent. In medieval Europe, people lit their candles to brighten things up and watch the weather to see whether spring was coming. And I still love to light my candles. I have a candle going a lot of times. And it, it just brings such warmth into the atmosphere and 
and whether or not we have electric lights. There are many special things about candles, but that's another show. So Candlemas Day became Groundhog Day in America on February 2nd in 1887, which is 127 years ago today. And that was when in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, some of the first German settlers who had immigrated here made their way to Gobbler's Knob to celebrate. So if if you're thinking when I advertise this show that because you are from another part of the country or somewhere where you have preferred, I didn't refer to Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, uh, Phil, I'm sorry, but I did so because of the origination in history, and that's how it came to our country. Did you know that Punxsutawney Phil was named after King Philip? I did not. And prior to being called Phil, he was called Br'er Groundhog, which I think is kind of cute myself. Somehow I think we should stick to that. Well, I'm going to go back to the history a little bit because it all ties into spirituality and how we look at things throughout the year, not just today, but how so many of the things we do today or hear about today, or have a have something like Groundhog Day in the calendar where so many people think, oh, that's just so silly. They just, I'll see if this Groundhog comes out and sees a shadow and he goes back and, and what's that? Well, I talked a, a lot, I think, about that and where it originated. So, you know, if you look at it spiritually, before I mention any of the, any of the other holidays, if, if you could just put your place, put yourself back a couple hundred years for a minute, and think you have no lights, no power, think you have your power went out. Yeah, none. There is no car. You're not going to a mall. There's no such thing. You're like out, out in the country. Just think of being out in the country. And your nearest neighbor is two, three miles down the road, and you 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 create your own... I can see my friend doing this. <laughs> Creating their own porridge, you know, oatmeal or what have you, on the, on the, on the hearth in the, in the uh, fireplace over the fire. Well... When it's dark in, in parts of the country, I, my people, I'm an American, I was born here, my people come from Scandinavia. And as many of you know, in Scandinavia, it's very dark a great bit of the time. It's, their days are short most of the time. So I can relate based on stories my grandmothers told me about how important the light and bringing candles and how fortunate we were to have these lights uh, because back in parts that they lived in, they didn't always have those things. And their grandparents certainly did not have those things. Um, so to have a celebration in the middle of winter where everyone would... The movie that, that went wild, what, 10, 12 years ago on Groundhog Day, didn't it have a, a super message that he kept waking up every day, every day, every day, and it was all the same, and he was so bored, and he was trying to find a way to get the heck out of this and he could and doesn't can't get the heck out of this situation and isn't it interesting that so many of us live our lives that way and I think that's one of the main reasons this topic was brought to me to talk about because here we are. I know myself, quite frankly. There are days for all of us when a day can feel a little difficult or for some many difficult days in a row. And some people don't feel they have a lot to look forward to. Um, And things can get tough. And trying to stay positive and focused when you're by yourself 
can be difficult. Getting into the community, think about it. Maybe not for Groundhog Day, but maybe, as I've said on other shows, maybe your library, maybe your religious organization, your church, your synagogue, your your um, group, if you have a healing group, or if you'd like to take classes in yoga, or find something of interest to you to get yourself out of the house and into the community, because I know, and I know I say this on so many of my shows, but I have a particularly particular drive um, because of loved ones of my own that have passed on that were reclusive or unable to get out. I know of people in my, my husband's family and friends' families that have similar situations, and I just know there's a lot of people out there like you um, that thank God for the Internet, thank God for these shows, and thank God that we have the gift of the new age where we can actually, in spite of all the difficulties, remain connected through things like Facebook. It has its ups and downs, but doesn't it make you feel as though you're not all by yourself? You're never by yourself, you know, and I say this and it's like a mantra to me, but you're not alone, you're not alone, you're not alone. When you're feeling down and out, spirit will send you guidance, spirit will send you healing please always ask your angels for help. There is no one, no one, no one on the face of this earth that has it so together that they can possibly think, do I want some of what they have, that they never get upset and they never get thrown off their game. There is never anyone that doesn't need a friendly ear to run something by when things have gone wrong. And sometimes it's harder for some of us to reach out to others and ask for help. Some of us just are that way, and that's okay. That's what makes us special. We're individuals. We're not cookie-cutter people. The higher power and mother and father God didn't, didn't create us to be just like each other because if we were all identical, what would be the point of us being here? How could we learn from each other, as I've said so many times, and I will say over and over and over we cannot learn a thing if we're just like one another we can only learn if we experience the contrast the light and the darkness in each other through each other and with each other there is light and darkness in every one of us we all have it if there wasn't we wouldn't be human would we what would be the point so please consider this groundhog day what's coming up next We have Washington's birthday. Maybe there's a parade in your community. Maybe you're in a warm climate. Um, There's coming up, oh, oh, how could I forget, Valentine's Day. You know, I do actually still buy Valentine's every year. I buy at least a few for my close family and a few friends. I, of course, send out the Valentine's messages on Facebook. It's all about love. And I come from a city where the Valentine was originated in Worcester, Massachusetts. So Valentine's are very special to me because they go back in time to, um, in Worcester, the first Valentine was created with, I believe, a doily and a piece of hard paper, and it just went from there. Just like the smiley face was first originated by Harvey Ball in Worcester. And this isn't a commercial for Worcester, just a little tidbit of where I, where I come from and what I'm all about. I tend to be 
very drawn to things like that that will make anyone smile for a moment. If you think back, did you have a grandmother, an aunt, or an uncle, or a parent, or, or a role model of any type when you were young that sent you a valentine from Grammy, from Nana, from Grandma, from Auntie or Uncle, or or a neighbor that would give you candy or something, or at Easter time, or at um, Passover, maybe come to celebrate with you, or whatever. Those little things when we're children, you know, just because we grow up, just because we age, let's put it that way, some people never grow up. And I hope in some ways I never do. Because as we age, it can the world can become a scary place. It can become frightening. It can be a wonderful place, but it's all about our attitude. And you have to keep yourself going. It doesn't happen by itself. Your angels aren't just going to come down and hit you over the head and hand you a bouquet of flowers. They will put things in your way. Your spirit guides will make signs known to you, options available to you. Good Lord knows they're there for me. And thank heaven, I pay attention once in a while. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here to talk to you today and you wouldn't be listening. We all have moments where we need inspiration. And if you're feeling good, look for somebody in your community to send a valentine to or visit your local nursing home or a neighbor that's ill that has an illness and you know that they're homebound. I don't care if their family live all around them. That doesn't mean they wouldn't appreciate a friendly face and a little valentine in a box of chocolate or something healthier, maybe maybe a little piece of fruit probably is better. My point is we're in this together. We're all here together on planet Earth for a very limited time. It can feel like a very long time, though, when life is scary and you feel alone. There are a lot of things going on in the world. I have a delightful show coming up with my good friend and spiritual brother, Christopher Reburn. I am so excited we were able to reschedule, and uh, that is coming up. Oh, my gosh, I don't have a calendar in front of me. Two weeks from Wednesday, two weeks from Wednesday at 8 p.m. And Christopher Reburn is a renowned, wonderfully gifted individual. If you have not heard him, please tune in for this show. We are going to be talking about world peace, and he is a delight. He's a hoot. He's a riot. And he's very informative. You don't want to miss that show. Please do. You know, I didn't even get to the history. It's going to have to be another show, but that apparently wasn't meant to happen. Please do tune in to my website that has been updated, and I am very happy to say it is up to date at spiriteddaydreams.com, F-P-I-R-I-T-E-D-D-A-Y, D-R-E-A-M-S dot com. All links on how to reach me are there. Links on how to do this, that, and the other thing are there. So I won't tell you, but I will tell you, if you have any problems, send an email. Don't bother trying to figure it out. Just send me an email or call the office. The phone number is right there. Anytime, absolutely happy to help. And I want to wish everyone a very peaceful and blessed week. If you have snow, if you have rain, whatever the weather is, may your angels give you guidance. May your spirit guides feel very close to you. May your loved ones be at peace with one another. 
And may you find joy in every morning and every evening. God, I love you all, and I do look forward to hearing from you again. Take care.